In this episode, I'm going to teach you how to improve your money mindset as a photographer. Over the years, I've learned some things about myself when it comes to my relationship, yes, relationship with money. And one of those lessons is that anyone can change their relationship with money by making small changes over time. So today we're going to talk about how you too can improve your own personal relationship with money so that you feel really good about earning more of it. Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn. And on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. If you know you're supposed to be a birth photographer, but you get tripped up with all the what ifs that come along with photographing such a big day, I want to let you know that our certification for birth photographers is currently open for enrollment. So inside the certification, you're going to learn how to set up your business to become the go-to professional birth photographer, to master your birth photography camera skills, how to fearlessly conquer any lighting situation. And you know, in birth, there can be a lot of different lighting situations, confidently know when to arrive at the birth each and every time so you don't show up too late but also aren't there for, you know, 25 hours. (laughs) Learn how to craft stunning birth images that are Pinterest worthy and how to post process those images to give your clients the best result. We're offering bonuses well over $2,000 as well, including our birth photography model call process so that you can book up to five birth photography clients in 30 days. To get access to all of this and more, that is honestly too much to list out in this podcast, go to certifiedbirthphotographer.com. Become a certified birth photographer in as little as 60 days at www.certifiedbirthphotographer.com. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Hello and welcome to From Better Half to Boss. I'm your host, Tavia Redburn. So last week, on a personal note, I told you guys that I started doing CrossFit. I was going to CrossFit the day that I was I had recorded that episode. And holy moly, I thought I was in decent shape. It kicked my booty. I was down for the entire rest of the day. Um, I got a terrible migraine because I don't think I hydrated properly. Like it was it was bad. Um, but I survived and I went back again on Monday and slowly but surely I am getting back into it. I don't know why I decided to pick up CrossFit again in the middle of the heat of the summer. Like that was not the smartest thing I've ever done. But anyway, if anybody was wondering about my CrossFit saga, that is where I'm at. I'm going to keep going. Um, despite feeling like junk every time afterwards, I know that that will improve from a history of CrossFit in the past. Um, okay. So sidebar unrelated to CrossFit, I am really big on data. Like when it comes to email content and social media content, like we have data to see what people like and what they don't so that we know what to do more of when it's working. But 
with a podcast, we have very few analytics. Like iTunes gives you shockingly few analytics about really anything to do with the podcast, um, which makes my data loving heart very sad. So the only way for us to know which episodes you're enjoying basically, so I know like to do more of those types of episodes is when you leave the show a review and specifically say like what you like about the podcast, or when you give a shout out on social media for a specific podcast episode that you loved, like by tagging me on Instagram or posting in our free Facebook group, those kinds of things. So if you're loving this series that we're doing on this topic of making more money as a photographer or this specific topic of money mindset, Will you do me a favor and either leave the show a review and specifically state what you like about the show or take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and tag me on Instagram at underscore the beauty and birth underscore. Thank you so much for doing that. I love seeing you guys behind the scenes listening to the show. So like I said, we've been doing a make more money with photography series the last four weeks. And this week we're going to dive into how to improve your money mindset. So the truth be told, I am still working on my money mindset and I have not conquered everything in this regard. So I kind of put off doing this episode because I didn't feel qualified Um, because I definitely still have my own money mindset struggles. But upon further consideration, I realized I have done a lot of mindset work around money over the last five years. So what I'm sharing here today isn't like an end all be all when it comes to money mindset, like Tavia has figured this out, and she's going to share all of her secrets. But I am going to share the things that I have learned over the last five years when it comes to money mindset and like what I've learned along the way in this journey so far. So really quickly, some of you might be like, what is money mindset? Really quickly, money mindset is the way that you feel about money and the way that you use money. It's your relationship with money. And what's strange about our society is that especially in the US, I can't speak for other countries, I've only ever lived in the United States, but we assign morality to money and time and food, actually, but that's a whole other conversation. And what I mean by that is we declare something about money or time or food is good or bad. We assign morality to that, but that does not mean that money itself is good or bad. Think about it like this, and I've given this analogy before, but think about money like a pen, You can use a pen to write someone a kind letter, right? Or you could use a pen to stab someone in the leg. Sorry for being dramatic. But like the pen itself isn't good or bad. It's the person using the pen that makes it good or bad. And money is the same way. Money inherently isn't good or bad, just like the pen. It's the people that use the money that make it good or bad because you can use money to build a church or you can use money to do terrible things and hurt people, right? You can use money to give money to give food to the poor or build a home for someone in need, or you can use money for really bad things. It's not the money itself that's good or bad. So hopefully that's like an aha moment for some of you, like it was for me. So your money mindset affects your life in many different ways. For example, 
You might find yourself not wanting to charge, quote, a lot for a session because you yourself can't afford to pay that much. That is a mindset about money. That mindset will hold you back from charging what you need to charge. And of course, that isn't serving you or your business. Maybe you think that it's awkward to talk about money with your clients. This is also a money mindset. And what's going to happen if you believe this to be true? If you think uh, it's awkward to talk to my clients about money, what's going to happen? It's going to be awkward to talk to your clients about money. So think about it like this. How differently would you live life if you believed that you were taken care of financially versus if you could lose it all at any moment? Believe that both of those are true. If you believed one or the other was true, I'm taken care of financially. How would you show up in your business? How would you price yourself? How would you live your life if you're like, no matter what happens, I know that I'll be taken care of? Or the opposite. What if you really truly believed at any moment I could lose it all? Think about how you would operate in your business, how you would price yourself, how you would give money, how would you how you would spend money. So the mindset that you have around money really does make the difference. So how do you improve the way that you think about money? If you're like most people, most photographers, myself, um, how I used to be, you have a little bit of a scarcity mindset around money. Maybe you feel like there's not enough. Maybe you feel like you don't have enough. Maybe you feel like you need to make more. Maybe you feel like wanting to make more is bad. So how do you improve the way that you think about money? Well, money is a tool. Like we talked about earlier, building the home for the homeless or doing something terrible with money. Money is a tool and it's an exchange of value. So if you think about money as without morals, like the pen, then you start to think like, okay, so what stories have I created in my head around money that are not true? Because money in and of itself is amoral. It does not have morals, right? So what stories have you created based off of experiences in your life around money? And these stories will likely come from how you grew up. Not to get too deep here, I'm not going to like start asking you about your childhood, but if you think about how you grew up with money, it affects a lot of the decisions that you make about money today. If you grew up being told money doesn't grow on trees, you might have a scarcity mindset around money, like it's hard to come by. If you grew up believing that you had to work really hard to make money, then you might still believe that as an adult. And if money comes easily to you, then you might feel guilty like you did something wrong. Or if you grew up believing that rich people were bad or evil or did something wrong to get their money, no wonder you don't want to charge a lot, right? Um, Sidebar about rich people being bad. Something that I've noticed when I look back at cartoons as a kid, like I specifically think about Donald Duck which is really random, but there was a Donald Duck episode where I think it was like his uncle was like really rich and evil and bad. And they just portrayed him in a negative light. If you think about cartoons, a lot of times as kids, the the rich guy was like this evil rich guy up in a big tower, like laughing maniacally, like rolling in all of his money. And it's just interesting that now as adults, some of us who grew up with that, we still think that about rich people, like they're bad and evil and do things with bad things with their money. But I don't know about you, but I know a lot of really good people that have a lot of money and do good things with their money. 
So it's just an interesting thought of like, if you grew up thinking that rich people were evil and having money was bad, no wonder you don't want to make a lot of money. No wonder you don't want to charge a lot, right? Because you know, you're not a bad person. You know that you're a good person. So let's look at beliefs versus reality about money. If it's not universally true about money, it's a belief about money. Let me say that again. If it's not universally true, it's a belief. The truth about money is it's a piece of paper that has value, right? That is universally true. I actually asked in our Facebook group for some of you to share your money mindset blocks or problems. So I'm going to take three of them that you shared in the Facebook group and evaluate whether they're true or not here with you today. And these uh, these three that I picked are ones that came up often for me in the past and that I see coming up with my students often as well. The first belief is if I charge what I need to charge for photography, people won't think it's worth the price and I won't get hired. If I charge what I need to charge for birth photography, people won't think it's worth the price and I won't get hired. So if this is you, I want you to first of all think, where will your business be in 12 months if you keep believing this? Let's think about that. You won't charge what you need to charge. So you'll keep getting hired for this low price, which will eventually burn you out and cause you to quit all together. And is quitting serving your ideal client. I think we can both agree that it is not. So it's not a matter of everyone not thinking you're worth your price. It's a matter of finding the few right people who are willing to pay it. So in this question of like, am I worth my price? I hear a lot of self-doubt and insecurity and maybe a little bit of imposter syndrome, which is totally normal. Okay, so don't feel badly about that. But if you have imposter syndrome, it's usually one of three things that are causing that feeling or that belief. And I need you to ditch that feeling ASAP because you are not an imposter. An imposter is a fraud, someone who's trying to intentionally cheat people out of something or trick someone. And I know that that's not you. But if you're feeling that imposter syndrome, I want you to go listen to an episode that I released in May called Three Mindset Shifts That You Need to Be a Successful Photographer When You Have Imposter Syndrome. It's a pretty good one, if I say so myself. So if you're feeling those feelings of like, I'm not good enough coming up, go listen to that episode. So if your belief is, if I charge what I need to charge for photography, people won't think it's worth the price and I won't get hired, I want to challenge you with this final thought before we move on to the next belief. Don't you think it's more important to find the people willing to pay your higher price so you can continue to refine your skill and stay fresh and motivated and continue to find more clients like those, the ones who will happily pay your prices because they are out there? Okay, so the next belief was, if I talk to my clients about money, it will be awkward and they will notice my awkwardness and spend less money and or not hire me. So I kind of addressed this a little bit earlier in the episode when we talked about if you think talking about money is awkward, it's going to be awkward. But the real question is, why are you feeling awkward talking about money? I'd be willing to bet it's because you're talking to them about spending more money on photography than you yourself would be comfortable spending. 
Am I right about that? I'm going to tell you something that someone told me a long time ago, and I wish I could remember who it was. Maybe it was multiple people, but it stuck with me because I totally used to have this belief and I still fight it sometimes that talking about money is awkward. And I think that when I grew up, like in the church world specifically, like people just don't really talk about money. It's kind of one of those hush, hush, hush things. Like if you don't have a lot of money, you don't talk about it. If you have a lot of money, you don't talk about it. Like people just don't talk about money. And so I've always felt a little bit awkward talking really frankly about money and I still fight it. So here's the thing that someone told me a long time ago that I want to share with you to help with this. It's not my business how my client chooses to spend their money. I'm going to say that again. If you're multitasking, come back to me, especially if you feel awkward talking about money with your clients. It is not my business. It's none of my concern how my client chooses to spend their money. I have and you have a skill. Something that I can do for my clients that they cannot do for themselves. And that is valuable. So if it helps you, and it sure helped me, the next time you're talking to a client about money, (laughs) just imagine they recently received a $1 million inheritance and that money for them is not an issue. They just need to understand why they should spend that money with you. I don't know if that's the healthiest of all mindsets, honestly, (laughs) Um, but it sure helped me having these big money conversations with clients. Like I would try to justify in my head of like, oh, well, they, they can afford it or I think they can afford it or they look like they have money or they don't look like they have money. All of those are so bad. Like all of those judgmental thoughts are terrible. So instead in my head, I just treat everyone the same. And I think like, okay, let's just imagine they have a $1 million inheritance. Money is a non-issue. Uh, And now I just need to explain to them why they should spend the money that I'm charging with me. What is the value here so that they understand? Even somebody with a million dollars isn't just going to frivolously spend the money on whatever, right? We still have to share what is valuable about what we're offering. So that definitely helped me have big money conversations with clients and still helps me to this day. So hopefully it helps you, even if it's a little goofy. So The next belief that came up in the Facebook group that I want to address with you guys here today is if I charge the same or more than a photographer who's better than me, I won't get hired because the clients will just go hire that other photographer. I hear this one a lot and I definitely dealt with it in the beginning of my career. I'm assuming here, though, that the people asking this question have the basics down, okay? Like your galleries are consistent. You know how to shoot in manual. Your clients know what they're getting from you as far as your work goes. Like it does meet the minimum criteria of like understanding photography basics, right? So if that is true, this belief is disguised as a money issue, but it's actually a worth issue because art is art. It is subjective. The worth of your art is in the eye of the beholder. So let's review that belief again. If I charge the same or more than a photographer who's better than me, air quotations on better, (laughs) I won't get hired because the clients will just go hire that other photographer. That photographer being, quote, better than you is your perception. You're perceiving that photographer to be better than you, and you're assuming everyone else has that same perception. And that might not be true. Let's take out the middle of that belief. A photographer who's better than me. 
If we take that part out, the rest of the belief starts to just look like a big, giant scarcity mindset that thinking that as long as there are other photographers out there, I'm not going to get hired, right? So let me tell you something. I have never claimed to be like the best photographer. I know what I'm doing. I know how to deliver a consistent gallery, but I'm quite sure that there are better, quote, better photographers out there that my my clients could have hired who probably charge less than me. So then why did my clients hire me? Did they connect with me on another level? Was it a glowing referral from a past client? Did they like that I had experience as a mom on a personal level with VBAC or home birth? Like there are so many reasons that someone might hire you in addition to the quality of your work. Like I think as artists, we put everything into our work and like that's 100% the reason that people are hiring me. And that's just not true. There are other reasons that people connect with and hire you. Successful photographers and business owners, they just think differently. We think differently. We're intentional with our thoughts and our mindsets specifically around money. So your next step after this episode is to create a plan for how to change your belief system around money by replacing these old beliefs with new ones that will help you succeed. If you're a student inside marketing school for birth photographers, check out module one for help with this. But for everybody else, I just want you to write down or think about or voice record a memo for yourself of just like what stuck out to you from this episode. Which of these beliefs did you most identify with? And did anything that I say trigger like this belief might not be true? And here's how I can recover from this limiting belief. Here's like how I can move forward and believe new and different things. I would actually love to know what your biggest takeaway was from this episode. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or even share it on your stories and tag me at underscore the beauty and birth underscore. I want to know like what you learned and what you're going to implement from this episode because conquering your money mindset is so, so important in how you show up and present yourself and market yourself in your business. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit subscribe wherever you're listening. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for leaving the show a review on iTunes. My friend, if you have a passion, it is not an accident because not everyone loves the thing that you love. So whatever your passion is, is there for a reason. And I hope that you get out there and make it happen. Have a great week.